Hello, and welcome to the All Saints Podcast. We'll be coming to you weekly, and we'll start off by bringing you the sermon from the 10 a.m. service on Sunday mornings. That way, if you're traveling, or you miss the service on Sunday morning for whatever reason, or even if you just want to listen to it again, you can have it delivered right to your mobile device. To subscribe to episodes so they arrive automatically, you can click the subscribe button in your podcast app on your phone, tablet, or laptop. And now, the 10 a.m. sermon from March 17th, 2019. St. Paul says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Now, good morning. All right, I like that. And happy or blessed, I guess, second uh, Sunday in Lent or a happy St. Patrick's Day, um, whichever you're celebrating. I congratulated folks for wearing green earlier today, but I was told not to do that. So if you're wearing orange, congratulations. (laughs) I've got Scottish heritage, so I'd wear blue, I don't know, whatever it happens to be. But before I begin this morning, I really want to take just a quick moment to say thank you. Thank you so much for all of your love and support over the past few months. Since I came on staff here at the church back in September, this parish has been nothing but encouraging. I have felt prayed for, encouraged, and loved. And I consider that a tremendous blessing because not everyone gets that, especially at work. And in particular, I want to thank you for last weekend Because when Bishops Brewer and Little were here and they laid hands on me and ordained me to the priesthood, I was truly honored and humbled by how many people were here on a Saturday morning. And it seemed like for every person who was actually here in the pew, one or two others had said, we would love to be there, but we've already got a commitment. And I'm just totally amazed by how many of you encouraged me last week, whether you were here in body or just in spirit. It was truly wonderful. And so last Sunday morning, I leaned over to Father Ed after the Eucharist and said, thank you for letting me serve this parish. And you know what he said? It's a joyful place, isn't it? Yes, it is. It really is. So thank you for supporting me and for your cards and words of congratulations and for loving and praying for me and my family. I really look forward to being a priest here for a long time. But don't stop the prayers. I need those. Now, I have a confession to make for you this morning. I don't like Lent. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) I mean, I like the idea of Lent just fine. I like the purple. I like all of that. I love the idea of being more devout of being a holier person through fasting and praying and giving alms. All of that sounds great. And I have this glorified vision of myself in my mind of walking around all saint-like, helping people as I go by in constant communion with God and blessing everyone that I see. That sounds great. You know the problem? Actually fasting, praying, and giving alms. That's where it becomes difficult. It's kind of like how I feel playing the organ might be. It sounds great to play the organ. It sounds fantastic. 
But you know what doesn't sound good? Learning to play the organ. <laughs> Practicing all those scales, having to count time and rhythm, and trying to figure out what all those stops and pedals and keys do. I have no idea how Peter does it. All of that sounds like a ton of work. Hard work. And you know what? Lent is hard. And that's why I don't like it. I want an easy life, where the kids do what I ask them to, where the house is always clean, the metro runs on time, and the beltway isn't congested. Wouldn't that be great? That's what I think heaven's all about. <laughs> but life's not like that. And neither is Lent. It is hard. But our New Testament lesson this morning reminds us of why the hard work is worth it. St. Paul's words remind me in particular why the difficult disciplines of fasting, praying, and giving are so important. And why is that? Because our citizenship is in heaven, not here on earth. And by setting our hearts and minds on the heaven realities rather than the earthly things around us, we get benefits that far outweigh anything the world can offer us. And so first, St. Paul tells us not to follow those who live as if they were enemies of the cross, because they are focused only on the here and the now. St. Paul says their God is their belly, their glory is their shame, and their minds are set only on earthly things. In other words, they pursue their own appetites, their own passions, their own desires, and not God's. They love what is shameful and sinful, not what is good and holy. They look at what's around them, not what's above them. And they have allowed things, perhaps even good things, to get in, their relationship, get in the way of their relationship with God. They're focused entirely on themselves and act as if they themselves were God. They've made themselves idols. And you know, as I read that text, you know who I think it describes? The Presbyterians. <laughs> the one thing, I've got to clap, that's terrible. No, of course I'm kidding about that. I see me. When I read this and I see somebody making their God their belly and focusing on what is wrong, I see me. I do these things every day. Don't you? Instead of spending time in prayer, I surf the internet. Instead of playing games with my kids, I play chess online with strangers. Instead of changing the late night diapers, I nudge Kimberly. And why? Because that's what I want to do. In the moment, as much as I hate to admit it, I want what I want, and I don't think about God or other people at all. I think about me. And we all have these things that get in the way of our relationship with God, don't we? It could be small things. It could be lifelong pursuits. For some of us, it might be our careers. We spend so much time and energy trying to ensure that we have a strong resume and upward mobility that we neglect and hurt our friends, our family, and even our faith. For others of us, it's our stuff, our luxuries. We spend inordinate amounts of money to make sure we have beautiful houses, the latest phones, plenty of opportunity, and yet we rarely help the poor. 
For some of us, it might be our reputations. We do everything we possibly can to make sure that people look up to us and admire us, even if we have to put on false airs and pretenses, pretending we're something we're not. For others of us, it could be our education, it could be alcohol, it could be sports, it could be a host of things. And if you don't know what it is that's getting in, your, in the way of your relationship with God, let me suggest to you three questions. One, ask yourself, what do you consistently spend your disposable income on? Two, how do you regularly spend your free time, if you have any? And three, what things tend to occupy your mind throughout the day or keep you up late at night? questions. And they're about habits, not one-off type events. But I guarantee you that how you answer that question is likely to show you what's getting in the way of your relationship with God. Again, it could be a host of things. Money, food, drugs, sex, alcohol, sports, internet, phones, whatever. But whatever it is for you, St. Paul calls those things earthly or worldly. Not because they're inherently bad, Many of those things are good. Nothing's wrong with having a promising career, a solid education, or a nice home. Now these things are worldly because they come from the world, and eventually they will all pass away like the world. I mean, we all know we can't take our stuff with us, right? Eventually, everything that we spent so much time and money pursuing and trying to accrue for ourselves, that will be gone. And you know what? That's the best the world has to offer. That's it. Fleeting and easily fading pleasure. It's temporary. And that's the best the world has. And so if these things are what are most important to you, you are missing out. You're missing out on something so much better because there is more to be had. As C.S. Lewis has famously put it, we are half-hearted creatures, fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us. We are like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he can't imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily distracted. So how do we fix that problem? How do we expand our imagination and take hold of the infinite joy that is offered to us? Well, St. Paul tells us we should look to heaven. We should look to God, not around us, because we are already, right now, citizens of heaven. The Philippians had great benefits and privileges because they were citizens of Rome. Not everybody had these privileges. They held legal status in courts, they could defend themselves, and they could even vote. Not everybody else could. Being a Roman citizen was a big deal. Heck, being an American citizen is a big deal. But you know what? Being a heavenly citizen, that's a bigger deal. And fortunately, unlike most citizenships, being a heavenly citizen doesn't require us to be born in a particular place to pay a particular fee, or to take a civics quiz. Thank God 
It requires us to have faith in Christ. And it's not reserved for the best and brightest of us, those who are most talented or the most wealthy, which is encouraging to me. Because just this week, I was given a lovely present um, by our parish accountant. And on it, you probably can't see it, but it says, I am the okayest priest in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Smith. <laughs> and if there's hope for the okayest of us, there's hope for the best and for the worst. Because God is good. And he offers off the, us the benefits of being a citizen of heaven to you and to me. And St. Paul lists three of those benefits right here. Of course, there's many more than three. We could go on for hours, um, but I won't do that. The first thing Paul mentions is that as citizens of heaven, we get a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember those three questions I told you to ask yourself earlier? Do you find those as depressing as I do? Don't despair. As we prayed in our collect this morning, God's glory is always to have mercy. Our God has sent Jesus Christ into the world to save sinners. Me, you, there's still hope. He forgives all of our sins. Rejoice. Second, we have the hope of the resurrection. Our text tells us that our lowly bodies will be transformed to be like his glorious body. As St. Athanasius put it, the Son of God became man so that mankind might become like God. Just as Christ himself was risen from the dead, so too one day we will be risen from the dead and given new and glorious bodies, a much needed upgrade, I would think. For those of us who trust in Christ, death is not the end. Eternal life in Jesus Christ is. There is hope. So again, rejoice. And then third, we get to have our Lord Jesus Christ as our King. He is putting all things under his feet. He is in charge. He is in control. He is far more powerful, wise, loving, and merciful than any president we've voted for, any king or queen who ever lived, any senator or representative who ever sat in, on Capitol Hill, or any dictator who ever took his seat. And thanks be to God for that. This is a good king who works for our best interests, not his own. He gives of his own glorious heavenly riches rather than levy heavy taxes upon us. He came to die for us rather than to send us into battle to die for him. Jesus is a good and gracious God. He is a good and gracious king, and he is in control. And that's comforting. So again, rejoice. So why do we do all of these things? Why do we fast? Why do we pray? Why do we give alms? It's hard work. But hear the reward that is there for those who imitate Christ himself. As members of a heavenly city, we are called to imitate our Lord Jesus Christ. And what's his life like? Humility love, compassion, and mercy. And when we give up those things in our lives, chocolate, Facebook, or miraculously coffee, to serve him, we realize all the more 
that we can be like him. We can live without those things, but we can't live without Jesus. And every step we take, even if it's small, puts us closer and closer to him. And those benefits and rewards from heaven are lavished out upon us. So during this Lent, let me encourage all of us to remember, we are citizens of heaven, not here. And may God, by his grace, give us the strength and the spirit, the encouragement, and even the courage to follow our Lord Jesus Christ now and always. To him alone be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the All Saints podcast. I hope you'll download future episodes. You can subscribe and have the episode delivered automatically each week by going to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and clicking subscribe. I hope you have a great week. God bless.